the challenge is open to, to everybody. So not okay. only Caltech students, so really all students uh, all around the world, they arrive on a, on a Sunday and they are divided right away into two teams and they actually start having lectures on Sunday night. Basically by the end of the first night, uh, they're supposed to have a rough idea of how they want to organize their team with the systems engineer, with doing trajectories and things like this. Because on Monday morning, they all go to JPL. In teams, they are going to work with the JPL uh, A team, which is the advanced concept team. So then the other days are, are fairly similar. So in the morning, they have uh, public lectures. In the afternoon, then they work on their uh, mission concept. And then the final day on Friday, they have to give a final report with a mission fact sheet that sums up the mission. And then they will give a, a public lecture about their mission concept. And there will be a panel that will actually judge their mission concept. And then the results are announced on, the, on Friday night. We are back with another episode of the Cold Star Project. And in my ever, never ending search for uh, finding guests who are not exactly uh, one clone type, you know, um, I, I've got Fabian Royer here. He is a... Uh, PhD student in space engineering at Caltech and I wanted him on because he's the co-chair of something called the Caltech Space Challenge and you've been involved with it I think for a year or two it's it's a big deal it involves a lot of students and uh, I always want to bring in a picture of what it's like for students uh, at universities uh, and not just be business 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 so thanks for being here Fabian uh, thank you very much it's a great pleasure for me you bet. Well, let's dig right into it. What, what is the Caltech Space Challenge? Yeah, so, so basically the Caltech Space Challenge is an event that was founded in 2011 uh, at Caltech by two graduate students. Um, their name is Prakar Meorta and Jonathan Mihaly. And basically at the beginning it was hosted by the Keck Institute for Space Studies. And so the Keck Institute for Space Studies is a is a think tank mm. and it aims at you know developing some risky mission concepts uh, for you know missions farther into the future and so they thought that that would be great if actually you can translate this think tank into a student event and so really that was the idea uh, behind the space challenge and so then it became a biannual event mm. and, and basically what we do we take 32 students from all over the world and we split them into two teams and they compete on a mission uh, design. So they develop their entire mission and at the end of the week, they produce basically um, a phase zero, sort of phase zero mission proposal. And basically they have five days to do this and they are helped by engineers. They have a couple of lectures during the week and a lot of mentoring and so, so yeah, so that's that's the sort of uh, the, the overall format of the, of the space challenge. Yeah. Okay, so let's give our audience a, a picture of how big of a deal this is here. You said 32 students are chosen, but yeah. a lot more apply. So, oh yeah. And it happens every two years since 20. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so we have between 600 and 800 uh, applicants, basically per edition. Mm -hmm. Um, so in 2017, there was closer to 800. Uh, for our year, it was closer to 600 because our, side, our topic was 
you know, a bit more science uh, oriented. So it was a bit more restricted, but uh, really a lot of people applied and excellent applications. Right. So, so about 5% of the, the applicants are getting in. Yeah, yeah. And, and to, be, to be honest, we would love to, to accept more people, but, you know, we have uh, some funding constraints and everything. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> just like real life <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about this year's the 2019 challenge the one we just had then what was the topic of it yeah so so basically this year's challenge was inspired by the you know the, the recent end of the, the gas emission hmm. and we asked the students to uh, actually explore architectures based on small lenders to explore uh, the jet sources uh, of Enceladus, the, the moon of Saturn. And so okay. there were tasks especially to look for traces of life. So either biotic life or prebiotic chemistry that will indicate you know, um, the potential for life in the, the plume material. And so they had to land you know, as close as they can from the, from the sources of this, uh, this jet and mm. Uh, really utilize all the recent um, efforts and technology development on, you know, CubeSats um, to really like uh, do some like create some deep space landers. So, so yeah, mm. so, super exciting topic, or at least. Uh, I think. Right, we're not in near Earth orbit anymore. So the Cassini yeah. mission inspires the students to create a mission to go to Saturn's moon, one of Saturn's moons, and it's got these jet plumes firing out, and is there life yeah. is the question. Okay. Exactly, yeah. And you're pulling in a lot of, uh, of source material here, obviously. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about um, the, the goals of the challenge and what goes on in it. Uh, how's it organized? Yeah, so, so basically the challenge has uh, multiple goals. So. Uh, obviously, the first one that you can think about is just uh, the, the technical goal. And so what we want to do is to study uh, mission concepts that are, you know, farther into the future and uh, a bit risky. And so we just take advantage of our, I would say, academic freedom to do this. So at the end of the day, you know, we are not going to pay for the, for the project so you can be a bit more ambitious and just explore all the paths. We are not restricted by, you know, a specific timeline or, or money, but we still try to be realistic. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but really, actually, the main goal of the challenge is not really technical, it's more uh, a human goal. So what we want to do is really uh, to develop uh, technical and teamwork skills in the next generation of, um, of aerospace leaders. And so the idea is that um, we want, you know, to connect students that right now are studying uh, space sciences and space engineering uh, in universities that may be uh, running uh, space programs in the future uh, in their respective countries. So here we, what we do is we connect also American students with international students and we create uh, bonds across countries. And so the hope that we have is that when these people will have, you know, uh, higher position in the space industry, well, they will remember these personal connections and maybe it could sparkle, you know, some, some collaboration, uh, general collaboration in the space field. So it's an optimistic goal, but I think, you know, that uh, we are going in the right direction. So 
So, yeah. Right. Well, it, it seems to involve a lot of people. Uh, I'm looking over the screen a lot here, folks, because Fabian has provided uh, very detailed notes, and I'm keeping track <laughs> of where we are in here. In fact, oh, yeah. I, might, I might use these as show notes for this particular episode. They're so detailed, which is great. <laughs> uh, I mean, you've gone into the, the organizational team here. There's uh, two co-chairs, of which you are one. I'm going to ask you about your duties in a moment. Yeah. Four student helpers, administrators, some some Caltech uh, media relations office, that kind of thing. You've got a jet propulsion lab advisor, yeah. right? Two Caltech advisors. Tell us a little bit about how the, the JPL and Caltech advisors work with the students. Now, they're divided into two teams, so 16 apiece, I, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, ex exactly, yeah. yeah. So, um, so the main point is that uh, the Caltech Space Challenge is a student-run uh, event. So mm -hmm. eventually the co-chair are, you know, supervising the, the event, but okay. we, uh, JPL, play the key role uh, in, in the success of this event. So first, yeah, we have uh, our JPL advisor. So this year was Dr. Morgan Cable, and so she worked uh, actually, she was in the Cassini team, and now she's working on Europa Clipper and worked on proposals for Enceladus. And so she brought really the, the, the technical, the technical uh, background that we needed to actually set up the set up the, the, the challenge. And um, so she helped before the challenge, but then during the challenge. Uh, she was uh, joined by other JPL members, especially the JPL uh, advanced uh, advanced architecture uh, team that really studies early mission concepts. And so they were giving uh, public lectures. Uh, they were mentoring the students throughout the week. So really, you know, sitting with them, looking at their mission concept, and um, really providing like a complete mentoring so so really that was the, the big big plus for for the student and really correlated to the the quality of solutions that we got at the end so okay now your notes here you mentioned that uh, the funding of the the challenge takes care of the travel housing meals room logistics and that yeah so, so you're really scooping these folks up for a week and and putting them somewhere huh so where, where they're where yeah. they're working this is like a caltech dorm or something or how does that work no so actually we are we are actually um renting an hotel for this ah so okay that is quite a lot of fundraising that we need to do to be able to to do this because we really start from almost like zero funding hmm. and so there's a lot of uh, fundraising to do, uh, but yeah, for them, they are just like we just pick them up, <laughs> put them in a place. But but to be honest, like yeah, they have a hotel room, but they don't sleep a lot, so <laughs> <laughs> okay. we could save money on this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Let them lie yeah. on the bench we, in the, in the workroom. We did not, but we could. <laughs> 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 and they can eat peanuts in the hotel lounge. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> this is Jason Gannigan from Cold Star Tech, and I'm excited to share with you a new offer from Cold Star that we are bringing out to help both space founders and venture capitalists who fund space companies. And it's on two levels. The lower level is a VC who is looking at possibly funding a space company, but they just don't get it. Right? And a lot of tech founders want to come out and create some sort of technical capability, but they do not understand business. And so you'll look and you'll go, where's the customer here? 
where's the business model? And they'll go, huh? But I want to make rockets or something, right? And, and it's really cool. Well, that, as we know from the dot-com era, is not a viable business model. And so you bring us in. We've got great technical expertise on the space side. Folks who have done this sort of assessment before, like our technical engineering advisor, Dr. Rick Fleeter, myself in the process engineering field, plenty of other people with brains to look at this problem so that you don't have to blow your brains out trying to figure out how to make this work. And on the company side, it's a benefit for them because we will show them the roadmap to how you're going to get funded, how, how you will want to fund them, what changes to make to get VCs excited about putting money in. And so that's good for you. Right? The second level is at a, a deeper and higher level at the same time. It is for venture capitalists who have uh, given a seed round to a company a space company, and that has gone on for a little while, six months, a year, something like that, and it is time, as uh, COVID has made it, to double down or get out. Those are pretty much the choices, right? It's time to invest further in a thing we already know, which seems to be the direction VCs are going in right now. Uh, they don't seem to want to look at new things uh, or, or stop, just kill the project. And so the good news is, in that situation, there's a lot more going on. There's more meat for cold star experts to get in and, and analyze, right? You're going to have processes in place, whether they know it or not. We'll be able to flowchart those and, and maybe accurately document them for the first time so we can get some kind of value chain going in the organization. We'll be able to test whether the leadership is the right group of people or whether you're missing something, the strategic direction, the business model, all this stuff. So. If this sounds interesting to you, reach out to us. You can email me at jason at coldstartech.com or just connect with me and message me on LinkedIn. That's probably the best way to do it. And uh, I am excited to talk to you. The, the kind of transformation that we're able to offer here is beyond anything you'll see out there. And as a VC, this will save you so much time and energy, right? Like if you're a VC and you've got 100 companies to look at, you've got three days a year <laughs> to, to look at each one maybe, right? That's not really good enough, is it? Wouldn't it be better to have uh, experienced, expert space, people who understand space, right? Look at this investment and tell you, here's a grade, right? Here are several grade areas. Is this thing ready to pour gasoline on the fire? Or is it just going to go up in smoke? This is Jason Kanig from Cold Star Tech. Let's get back to the interview. As co-chair, you have a lot of duties here of organizing all this. Yeah, and, sure, uh, yeah. Them organized in the right place. So they don't know how lucky they got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well for, for my defense, I was not sleeping much as well. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> all in the same boat. Right. So tell us about how the challenge is carried out. They, they, so you're in the hotel, you divided into two teams, yeah, their advisors. What else happens? Yeah, so so uh, I can give you a, a bit more yes. break, breakdown of the, the week. So so basically, yeah, the, the students they arrive on a, on a Sunday and um, they are divided right away into two teams, and they actually start having lectures on Sunday night. So mm. pretty pretty rough start, but basically by the end of the first night, uh, they're supposed to have a rough idea of how they want to organize their team. So mm. who does what, who is, the, who is the systems engineer, who is doing trajectories and things like this. Because uh, on Monday morning, they all go to JPL. Mm. And so what happens there is that uh, in teams, they are going to work with the JPL uh, A team, which is the advanced concept team. And they really are going to get a lot of lectures and they do 
they will do a lot of exercise to actually set up their mission concept. So we have a, a very strong basis for uh, the work they will carry out throughout the week. Hmm. And also they get a tour of JPL, which is, uh, right. which is also very <laughs> yeah. exciting. But really a lot of work on Monday to, to set up, you know, the um, sound systems engineering basis to uh, their mission and the requirements and, you know, like, uh, yes, yeah, science goals and things like this. So very important day, actually, very crucial day. So then uh, the other days are, are fairly similar. So in the morning, they have uh, public lectures. And um, in the afternoon, then they work on their uh, mission concept with actually the lecturers that stays for the day. Hmm. And so they, they had lectures on the, uh, really science, also min miniaturization of lenders, space technologies. So a lot of lectures. And you can actually find all these lectures on our website mm -hmm. that have been recorded. And so, uh, so yeah, very valuable for them. And then the final day on Friday, they have to give a final report with a mission fact sheet that sums up the mission. And then they will give a, a public lecture uh, about their uh, mission concept. And there will be a panel uh, that will actually judge their mission concept. And then the results are announced on, uh, on Friday night. So they're uh, taking in a lot of information, going on tours, furiously oh, yeah. working on their laptops, I imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and the notes for these lectures will be, uh, are all, I'll include the link that you provided here, thank you, Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the show notes. So folks, I'm going to go look uh, and, and check that out. And then, yeah. um, so they've got a mission fact sheet, a final report, and then uh, some of the students get elected to do the public speaking <laughs> part of it, which I'm sure they love. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, get up yeah, there and yeah. present. Yeah. And okay. Are, yeah. So, how are the solutions evaluated? Who is doing the, the evaluating, and then what criteria are they using to judge? So basically, the, the report that they are giving is a sort of uh, mini uh, phase zero, or I think yeah, ESA is calling that uh, phase zero. I'm not sure exactly how JPL is calling this, but basically a mission proposal. And it's almost like a, the answer of a, like a decadal survey call, if you want. And so, um, so this is their report. And then uh, there is the final presentation uh, that is based on, on the report. And so we have a, a jury composed of three experts mm -hmm. in, the, in the field that judges um, all of this. So we had, for instance, Tom Spilker that worked at JPL in the A-team that did a lot of proposals for Enceladus. Uh, Morgan Cable, which I mentioned before. Steve Matusek, which is the manager of this advanced concept uh, development team. And then we had uh, people from our sponsors. Mm. Uh, so David Murrow, which, who is a business development manager at Lockheed Martin. Uh, Michael Tierney, which is a program integration manager at Northrop Grumman. And then uh, Jackie Gish, uh, that was a uh, visiting associate, Northrop Grumman liaison at Caltech. So, so yeah, a, a very, very good team. Mm -hmm. uh, people, very, very hard to please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. 
So are they, are they printing out the, the report and marking it up and giving it back? Uh, are they yeah. so, okay. so actually, it's, a, it's a, Friday is a, is a very intense day. So what happened is that um, the students give the final reports uh, at noon. And so then the jury is having lunch. And while they're having lunch, uh, Simon and I, so Simon is the other co-chair, uh, we are trying to print all the reports uh, on time. And then at 1 p.m., we give all the reports to the jury. They have an hour to, to go through it. And then uh, starting at 2 p.m., then they, they see that in the public lectures. And at the end, they have an hour to, to you know, make their final decision. So it's a really, really intense day. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the end, uh, yeah, they actually have a, a pretty good idea of, of the winner uh, pretty early on, actually. Hmm. Okay. okay. Interesting. And, yeah. and so students take away from the experience, other than the networking and uh, obviously being put through the ringer like that, what, what else do they take away from the experience? Yeah, so, so yeah, it's, it's actually, I mean, it, it's actually very valuable for, for them. Um, so, so the first thing is that, of course, they learn a lot during the week because uh, they have this fire hose of, of mm -hmm. knowledge, you know, <laughs> fire at them. So, so that's, uh, that's pretty intense for them, but they, they learn a lot. And actually, uh, often participants, they continue their work after a challenge. So they get together with their team. And so far, we have had, for instance, 11 academic publications out of the challenge. Some in uh, AIC, AIAA, IAAA, or other types of journal. And, um, and people, you know, are going to conferences. Mm -hmm. Um, present their work so, so this is a good experience but, but really as I mentioned before uh, we, the main takeaway of the challenge is this network of friends I would say mm. you know like space enthusiasts that will stay connected for a long time and as I've seen so far you know I'm on these chat groups uh, of like space challenge alumni and the network of, of former participants is extremely active so people meet at conferences and, and really it's an international network. So, so that's it's, it's even more amazing because they meet at, uh, you know, international events and uh, things like this. So very nice. And, and finally, just on a more like, uh, I would say, a more concrete point of view, uh, some people are actually getting hired by sponsors. Mm -hmm. So among the alumni of the Space Challenge, uh, I know a lot of people that are now working at JPL or working at companies that were sponsoring the challenge uh, at the time. So, so really, uh, really extremely valuable for their career, you know? Right. I, I like this a lot. Uh, the, the college that I went to a million years ago when I still had hair uh, <laughs> was, uh, was very integrated with industry. So, so yeah. companies could come in and help, uh, guide the curriculum of the courses. And I think this is an improvement on that because they're getting to see how the students behave as well, right? And, and who exactly. is a leader, yeah. what technical ex uh, ideas that they have, how they think, and, yeah. and, that, that, and the relationship building really leads to um, some good decisions down the road. <laughs> you know, yeah. as to who should and, we hire? And to be honest, we had some feedback from, uh, from uh, uh, the mentors from these, uh, you know, sponsoring companies, and they were 
during the week, they were really into it. They were almost like participants, you know, mm -hmm. they were sitting, they were like going to the library, picking up some books, trying to like figure out the best way of, you know, helping the participants, the mass budget cost and everything. And so in the end, they were like, it's almost like they were back, you know, as students were part of the teams. And so I think that this, you know, very deep connection, personal connection is, is uh, yeah, is extremely valuable, not only between participants, but between mentors and participants. Right. Fabian, uh, the next one will be in 2021. Um, uh, yes. Every, every two years. And I guess it's for Caltech students who are, who are in the aerospace field. How can they get involved or get ready, sign up, um, you know, get themselves otherwise prepared for, for the next challenge? For the challenge? So, so just a, a, a small correction. So, so really the challenge is open to, to everybody. So not okay. only Caltech students, so really all students uh, all around the world. So you just need to be basically uh, an undergrad or graduate student. So it's extremely, extremely, uh, you know, wide. Mm -hmm. Um, and we actually accept uh, many different majors. So mm. we accept uh, science people, engineering people, but also other majors like actually design. Mm -hmm. What we found is that, you know, at the beginning of the week, uh, we have some design students from mm -hmm. design schools and they are a bit lost. They are like, oh, I mean, do we really fit in? Because, you know, it's really the technical stuff like, uh, setting up the mission, and then in the end of the week, they end up being like crucial. They are the organizing center of their team, and in the end, the presentation, the report, the public outreach, it, it, they end up being key in their team. And so this was like, you know, hmm. extremely surprising to see, and and pretty pretty amazing. Like, and and we also accept, you know, people doing more uh, business business. Uh, natures because mm -hmm. we want also to have realistic proposals right makes a lot of sense so so they need to go somewhere and fill out an application i imagine oh, yeah. and then maybe get uh transportation to the caltech area at the time no so so no? Um, okay. so actually uh so what i've been doing as co-chairs is reaching mm -hmm. out to universities so i send about mm -hmm. like a, so i can't reach out to every university in the world but yeah. I reach out to a lot. So I sent almost like a thousand emails. Mm. And so basically there, usually the universities will uh, promote the, the challenge and then we'll send a link, link to a, an application form. Okay. And uh, once they get accepted, actually everything is free of charge. So mm. we, are booking, okay. we are taking care of the travel, we are taking care of the housing, we are taking care of the meals. So really, they just have to show up at the airport at the right time, and <laughs> it should be fine. <laughs> okay, so who is the typical contact or office at the local university that students who hear this and, and learn about it can go check in on and go, hey, are we connected to this, or how do I get involved? So usually we are contacting um, um, aerospace departments, or um, also the, what I'm saying, the, the, the other majors. Mm -hmm. So business design, and uh, we also contact sometimes student unions, and we okay. send them posters. So they should be posting things uh, around the universities, and then we we are really like 
spamming pretty heavily. So it's it's pretty hard to not to see us sometimes. <laughs> but so so yeah. But but the best is actually to check uh, the website from time yeah. to time. And the, the application period is a uh, you know between September and December. So this would be twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, 2020. So, so yeah, uh, it's worth checking, you know, putting an alarm somewhere in your calendar. And <laughs> so this, this coming fall, late fall, early winter, be sure to be checking this out then. And yes. Okay. All right. So anybody within hearing distance of our voices <laughs> electronically here, if you're an undergraduate or a graduate student and you're interested in participating in this, it is open to you. You will have to apply, yeah. but uh, go to go to the administration offices, I guess, and start yeah. asking questions or look for posters around uh, saying this is how. Yeah. To apply. And we, we are also uh, I want to mention also we are again searching for uh, sponsors so if you are interested in getting involved as a mentor or you know sponsoring the event uh, we are also you know interested in, in having other types of contribution not only participants so so yeah right. okay well Fabian Royer PhD student in uh, Cal Caltech's uh, space engineering co-chair of what we've been talking about the Caltech space challenge this one for the year 2019 that we just had thanks for being here to share your experience with us well, thank you so much. That was, a, that was a great pleasure. I was super happy to talk about uh, what we do here. This is Jason Cannigan from Cold Star Tech. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you do want to get email notifications of upcoming episodes or episodes that have just been released and maybe a little news sprinkled in here and there, you can sign up for email notifications at coldstartech.com slash MSB. That's short for Make Space Boring. That's another little show that I do. It's uh, once, twice, three times a week, something like that. Anytime there's news or uh, an update on who I'm meeting and, and what I'm uh, studying in the space field. So you can go check that out. On the YouTube channel, I can do something that I cannot do on uh, Anchor for the audio only uh, side of things. The YouTube channel allows me to have playlists. And so you might want to go to the channel, the Cold Star Tech channel, and check out those playlists because you will find, you can go down a rabbit hole basically into several areas like space law and policy, uh, small sats. And I think that's a lot easier than trying to scroll through 130 episodes or something like that, <laughs> looking for the thing that you want. So I recommend going and checking that out. And remember, if you're ready to take your space business to the next level or you're a VC looking for a deep and a very valuable insight into a space company you're looking at investing in or investing further in, come and talk to us. Thanks for listening.